morning, good morning. I think I told you all, I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here. Sorry, I didn't move, I didn't move fast enough uh, this morning. We're starting a new series this summer called Rest. Um, anybody here know that break? Anybody here know that? Uh, school, <laughs> yeah, school let out for most of us on Friday. Um, and so as we enter into summer break, our routines change and things just, you know, we enter a new normal for the summer. I don't want it to be August and us to look back and say, hey, we never took time to rest. When things slow down a little bit in the summer, we never took the opportunity to rest because we didn't hear God's invitation to do that. So I thought we would spend the next couple of weeks talking about what it looks like to rest. Anybody here feel kind of tired and give out and worn out? This series is for you. If you don't feel give out and tired and worn out, we set up every Sunday morning at 745. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, This series is for all of us. Even if right now you're in a season of your life where you don't feel tired and worn out, there will be a season where you feel like this. And so we're hoping to, to let you in on some tools that God's given us so that we can really experience some rest. Since I talked for a second about 745 and setting up in the morning, I do want to let you know that there were a bunch of people here this morning setting up, like literally building this altar for us to worship at this morning, and there was no air condition on in this room. Someone's iPod, uh, like Apple Watch said that it was 75% humidity. We were soaking wet. And so I just want to say for those of you who come here early in the morning to help us set up, who show up early to greet and welcome people, thank you. Thank you for loving God the way you do. We are grateful for you and for the way that you are loving God. And the good news is we don't have to set up or clean up until August. They're going to let us stay set up. Yeah. (laughs) Bobby cleans up every week, if y'all can't tell. Um, I'll be honest. The way this this summer series came, the way this three-week series came is um, about a month ago, it was right after Easter, and I felt really tired like really, really tired. I felt overextended in every direction of my life. I, many of you have seen me at five o'clock in the morning at the Y. I meet for coffee someone at nine o'clock. I've got lunch plans, three o'clock community meetings, all kinds of things. Um, I pick my kids up between five and 5.30, feed them dinner, and then I'm back out again usually <laughs> at, for an event at 6.30, 7, 7.30 at night. I'm getting home at t- I was getting home at 10 o'clock at night. I still had administrative works and work and sermons to write. And I was just like, my grandparents call this burning the candle on both ends. Anybody heard that, that before? And it was leaving me burnt out. Like I was burning up all over the place and I was tired and burnt out. I was overwhelmed. I was fearful about the future. Like the harder I worked, I just couldn't catch up, right? I was overwhelmed. I was fearful. I was anxious, I was running a million miles a minute, and I had no idea how to stop. I was really, really tired. A friend and I were talking this week, I was telling him a little bit about our series, and I told him, I was like, I'm like really tired. And he's like, I know what you're talking about, that kind of tired where you can't take a nap and fix it tired, right? And I was like, that's the tired that I am. That's the kind of tired I am. And without even bringing it up this week, every single person that I've talked to this week has told me in some way that they're tired. They've used the word tired in a sentence. Not just you guys, every person I've talked to. I go to um, networking meetings and stuff, and people are like, we're just tired. I'm tired of this dating scene for young adults. Like, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of worrying about my 
finances. I'm tired of trying to figure out new ways to engage my clients or customers. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of the financial stress that I'm under. I'm tired of the bad news on the news. I'm just really tired. And I think it's this, this deep tire that comes from recognizing that we're overwhelmed, overscheduled, overcommitted, and overworked. I love every single one of you here in this room, and this morning I have to tell you what God's been really honest with me about and made me be honest about, and that is that rest isn't just a gentle invitation from God. It is a gentle invitation from God, but it is a commandment. It's something we're actually supposed to do. And this is why. Because people who are resting in God, who have taken the courage and the bravery to step aside from the, go the doing and the going a million miles a minute, those people who've stepped into that bravery and that courage are the kind of people that God can use to change the world. That's the kind of people God uses to change the world, people who are rested. And if you don't believe me, on Friday afternoon, Chris was riding down Del Mabry Highway at 1.45 p.m. Everybody know where Del Mabry Highway is? It's right in the middle of the sun at 1.45 in the afternoon. And there was a guy who was experiencing homelessness who had a backpack on his back, and he stopped on the sidewalk in the middle of the blazing sun, and he opened up his backpack, and he took out a, a brown paper sack and Chris like was paying attention he's like that sack looks familiar and then he took out a water bottle and we know what our water bottles look like because they've been donated by Bill Curry Ford and so the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that we packed on Thursday night as a church we put water bottles and granola bars in each of them and we watch, Chris watched the guy take the water bottle out of his backpack and hand it to a man who was working in the sun that day a man who was experiencing homelessness gave what he had so somebody else could experience some rest that's the kind of things that I believe will change the world I believe that God can use people who are resting in God's love and peace that we can only experience through God I believe God is going to use those kinds of people to change the world and that's why this series is important because our tired problem, it isn't a physical problem. It is a physical problem. We feel it physically, but it isn't just a physical problem. It's a spiritual problem. And that's why a nap and a good vacation isn't going to fix it. It's much deeper than that, right? It's a spiritual problem. Our tired is a symptom of feeling, feeling, not feeling, maybe feeling too, but filling our lives with all these things, just doing, 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 going, going, going. And, and, we're just exhausted. We're give out. There's nothing more. It's a symptom of us doing and going way too fast. Our expectations that are put on us by ourselves or by others, we're trying to fill those and we're missing the expectation that God has us to experience an abundant and peaceful life. We're missing it. And so this morning, I just need to be really, really honest with you all and let you know that I came to God as a tired person a month ago, and I said, God, just tell me what to do to fix this. I need to fix this. And God was really clear with me. Like, I'm not going to do something to fix this. It's a deeper problem than that. Like, I, I, I came to God and I said, I just want to enjoy being a mom again, right? Like, I'm tired and burnt out, and I feel it in my relationships with my kids. Like, I just don't want to be a tired mom anymore. Y'all, I prayed for years to be a mom, and I've been so tired, I've not enjoyed it the past couple months. I want to enjoy being the pastor of Horizon. It's this new, exciting, thriving congregation that's doing things that's changing the world. And I want to know what it feels like to enjoy that again and quit being so tired. Tell me what to do, God, to fix this. 
And I, I had no answers. Like, I just kept praying, God, tell me what to do to fix my problem. And I called two mentors of mine. They are a decade in to planting new churches. They've been at it for 10 years. Both of them started out in facilities much like us, did the setup and tear down for a while. They've built new buildings. They're 10 years in, and they both told me how tired and worn out they were too. And both of them gave me this scripture to read. I'm going to read it to you this morning. If you have your Bibles with me, it's Psalm chapter 18, verses 16 through 19. And this is the words. As I prayed out to God and I said, I don't know what to do to fix my problems anymore. These are the words that I read. He rescued, he reached down from on high, took a hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. Anybody feel like you're just treading in deep water and you can't quite get a breath? Listen to what God did for David, who wrote this psalm, this song, this poetry for God. He said, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from my foes who were too strong for me. They, com they confronted me in the day of my disaster. When everything fell apart, right, these these foes kept coming at him, coming at him, coming at him. Anybody feel like that when things are kind of empty and falling apart? They confronted him in the days of his disaster, but the Lord was my support. The Lord was my support. He brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delights in me. And I read those words over and over and over again and it became really clear Erica you're not going to be able to do anything to fix your problems you're going to have to let me rescue you from all of this doing and going because you don't even know how to stop you don't even know how to stop it and so for the past month I've just been studying and studying and studying and trying to figure out what this means and I wound up I just kept asking God, okay, I get it. You've got to rescue me, but show me what rest actually is. I hear you that I need to stop and let you draw me out of the deep water. I feel like I'm drowning. I understand that. I feel like I'm in way over my head. I get that. I feel all of that, and I'll let you rescue me, God, but tell me what it means to rest. I need to know what it means to rest. And in Genesis, if you have your Bibles, you can open it back up, chapter 2. Verse 1, this is what it says. God has spent six days creating, 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 working, 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 right? So from sun, sundown to sunup, God is doing all this work. And then in verse, in chapter 2, verse 1, verse 2, it says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. What did God do on the seventh day? Rested. He rested from his work and then God blessed the seventh day he made something special and happy about this seventh day he blessed it and he made it holy holy means set apart he set it apart because on it he rested he stopped from all the work of creating that he had been doing so what is rest it means to stop Anybody here heard the word, the term cease and desist, like stop doing what you're doing? That is what we're called to do on the Sabbath. That, that's the word that we usually use for one day a week um, for it to be a Sabbath. God, this is what God gave to them. It's this stopping and deceasing, right? Stop 
continuing to do, 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 go, go, go. So if you want to know what to do for rest, you've got to find some time to cease and desist, to stop doing and doing and doing and find some place to rest. And in it, in doing that, God is going to set you apart Set something apart from, from all the busyness and the overwhelmness and the anxiety and the anxiousness and the fear of the future. God sets you apart in that resting from all of that into a spacious place. Did y'all hear that in the, in the psalm? The spacious place. And I, I, I'll be honest, I still don't understand what all um, exactly what a Sabbath looks like or how to do that, but I'm trying. And I recognize that, that there's three things that we all have to do to be able to get there. And the first is that we have to allow God to rescue you. You need to be able to admit this morning, you're overwhelmed, you feel like you're drowning, and you don't know what to do. And what did that psalmist say? God reached down from the heavens and scooped me up and rescued me from all of that stuff. Anybody here get back from a vacation and say, I, I feel like I need a vacation from a vacation? Uh, that it, God's scooping you up from all of your doing and your worrying and your being because you can't run away from it. You, can, you can't run away or get away from it or escape it. God has to rescue you from that. And I know y'all are probably like me and you have all these reasons why you don't need to be rescued, right? Why we don't need rest. Lazy people rest, right? That's what lazy people do. Rest is, is a luxury for people who can afford it, like those folks who can afford to go to the Bahamas for a month. Like, that's who rest is for. Or rest is inconvenient. Like, I don't have time to rest. Do you know how much I have to do? We have this need to be productive. Well, let me tell you something, guys. Rest isn't for lazy people. It's for healthy people. Rest is for people who feel like they're drowning and they can't. Like, why in the world wouldn't you let God just rescue you and keep you healthy and alive? Rest is for healthy people. Rest isn't a luxury for some people to afford. Rest is a gift from God to us in the midst of busyness and overwhelmedness and anxiety. It's a gift that God gives to us in the midst of it. Rest is a gift. It's not a luxury. It's free of charge from a God who loves you and delights in you. Rest is not inconvenient. What's inconvenient is how you all act when you're tired. When you're like me and you start snapping at people or, or not being present with people. Y'all, I've had conversations with people and I've been asked like if I remember saying something to them in the conversation and I've been so tired the last couple weeks, I was like, I didn't even remember that person was at the event they are talking to me about. Like, that's how tired we are and we need to be rescued for that. It's not inconvenient. What's inconvenient is you're not present with people, that you're not supporting people and loving people. Rest isn't inconvenient. It's a convenient thing for us to do so we can be the people that God has called us and set us apart to be. What does it look like for you this morning for God to rescue you from some of your doing? You're going, 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 going. What does it look like for you to accept that and just rest? Just rest in God's rescue. The second thing that we have to do, that we learned in the psalm, that David allowed God to do. David was a king. He's running this country. Things are going like he's just going a million miles a minute and he says God I'm kind of tired I'm worn out and God reaches down and rescues him and God David allows God to do that and the second thing that God that David does he writes tons and tons of poems we've got hundreds and hundreds of psalms songs that that David wrote to God to to praise God so we have to allow God to let us to rest every day we have to allow God to give us space to rest every 
single day. I don't know about y'all, but I, I can sit down and say, hey, this is the day that I'm going to go to the lake and I'll rest for this two hours. That's not what God's asking us to do. God's asking us to figure out what it looks like to rest every single day. When I read the creation story a couple times this week to figure out, like, why does God need a Sabbath? <laughs> why, like, why did God need to rest after, you know, he created the whole world? Um, I realized that, that the days began in the, when the sun went down. This is how the Jewish folks, like, see this, right? The sun goes down, and that's when the day begins, right? Not when the sun goes up. And so I, for the longest time, have been figuring out, how can I get up earlier, get up earlier, get up earlier, so that I can spend some time with God. And this week, God said, well, I should look at it a little differently this week and begin your rest in the evening. Like, think of your Tuesday starting at 9 o'clock, because it gets late, it gets dark later now, um, starting at 9 o'clock when the sun goes down instead of 4.45 when you set your alarm. What does it look like for you before you lay down at night to sit down and rest in God? Because I don't know about you all, but that's the time when I can start thinking about a million things and get all caught up and overwhelmed and exhausted, and then I'm not sleeping. Because I don't, I believe my day begins at 4.45. Not that God wants to begin my day with rest. But what does it look like this week for you to do that? So this is what I promise you all I'm going to do at sundown. I will, on Instagram and uh, Facebook, you can follow Horizon TPA or Horizon Church. And every day when the sun goes down, on our story, I'll share a quick prayer and a quick verse of scripture you can read. So you can rest in God as soon as the sun goes down. You can begin that next day resting and then get a good night's sleep and be the people that God's called us to be. So if you want to follow us on social media, that's what I promise to do this week to help you rest, to help lead us in to that place with God so that we can rest. So go ahead, get out your phone if you need to, follow us. I'll be doing that this week, but allow God to do that every week. You have permission to rest. If you need to write a sticky note and put it somewhere, if you need to put an alarm in your phone right now for nine o'clock, check the story. You have permission from God to rest. You do not have to keep going and going and going and doing and doing and doing. The third thing that God gives to us, right, is that we can give up on balance and enjoy the spacious place that God wants to bring us to. So I've, I'm, I like want to do this work-life balance thing, right? And I don't want y'all to hear me say that I don't like work or I don't think God likes work. I think God loves work. God wants you to do the work God's called you to do. God asks you to do that six days a week. What does it look like for you to keep enjoying that work? The problem is when we work, 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 we start gaining, 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 right? We get more money. We get better positions. People like us more. We start making people happy. We start gaining all of these things. And then pretty soon what happens? We fall in love with all the things we're gaining and we fall out of love with the work God has called us to do. That's what, that's what I've been doing this last couple months because I've never taken a break from the go, 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 and the doing, and the doing, and the doing. And so when I've taken a step back and just rested in that, right, it's helped me to fall in love with the work, with the thing God has called us to be. And then I don't have to worry about this work-life balance. Like, am I doing three hours of work and one hour with my children? The seesaw, like, it just never has balanced out. Instead, God invites us into a spacious place. We get to be a mom and a pastor. We get to be a nurse and a star volunteer. We get to be a dad and an entrepreneur. We get to be a young adult, a daughter, a friend, a sister, and we get to do awesome things in the jobs God has called us and given to us. We get to be sisters and friends 
and human beings, and we get to do the things that God has set us aside to do. If you love your work good, I watch you, I follow you on Instagram. Some of y'all are realtors, you're, sell you're not selling houses, you're selling homes to people. And you love the work you're doing, you're not selling dresses at your store that you own. You're selling, you're, you love the relationships that you have with your customers. You're not starting new businesses because you don't have anything else to do. That's not a smart idea, by the way. You're starting new businesses because you believe in what you're doing and what you're offering to the world. And if we don't take a step back and rest in God, the God who called you and set you apart to do that kind of work, then you're going to forget about that and get all caught up in the gaining and the doing. So what does it look like this week, every day, to just take a step back? Um, I've asked Sean to come and help me this morning with a little part. While he comes forward, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to help us just look at, um, I'm going to come around the curtain. Or I could just talk back here like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, okay, Chris doesn't know this is happening, but that's okay. So we're just going to roast a little marshmallow up here. So you, <laughs> we, He's a Cub Scout leader. He knows what he's doing. Um, so we're just going to build a little fire. Anybody here feel like you're a marshmallow? No, me either. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know, when we do, 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 right, there's all these things coming at us, and it feels like a fire, right? Some of us may feel a little toasty, just a little toasty, right? And then some of us may feel, you know, a little more burnout, you know, like on fire, like all these things that keep coming. <laughs> you might should blow that out. <laughs> keep coming at you, just leaves you, um, <laughs> got some, leaves you burn out and more than a little toasty, right? Did, it, anybody feel like this marshmallow all burn out and toasted? Well, God doesn't care about this part. God doesn't care about all these things that we do. I'm going to eat this, sorry. <laughs> there got to be some good parts about being a pastor. Uh, God doesn't care about all that doing, going, 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 that leaves us burnt out. God cares about who you are, who God has created you to be and what you are, this ooey, gooey sinner that I'm about to eat. God cares about that in you. So God loves you more than you can imagine. That's great, right? <laughs> God loves you more than you can imagine. What does it look like this week to take some time to rest in that love what is it so you have some homework I'm sorry I should not have eaten this uh, s'more <laughs> you have some homework on your way out you have some s'more kits and so I want you to take some time this week to rest take some time to stop cease and desist and make some s'mores and enjoy some more time with people that you love get some more spaciousness in your life that's cool right but this is the real homework guys we live in a world where there are people all around us who are exhausted and worn out and tired. You know those friends. Everybody here knows somebody like that. Invite them over to have a s'more with you. What does it look like for you to get some spaciousness in your life and then to offer that to people who need it in their lives really bad? Will you all pray with me? God, we thank you for loving us more than we can imagine. We love you and we thank you for that. And this morning, God, there are so many of us in here that feel like we're drowning and overwhelmed. And so we just ask you, God, just like we prayed before the sermon, that you will rescue us from all of our doing and help us just to be and to rest in you. We love you, 
and we thank you for loving us. Help us to remember that you delight in us, who we are, not all of the doing that we do. Amen.